Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to finish up our running back ranks that we started on Tuesday. We have 21 through 40 today, so we're getting deep into running back threes and running back four and I mean if you look if you're in a 10 team league maybe a running running back five at 40 so we're definitely getting a lot of players here and these are guys we have a lot of question marks on and we're going to talk about a lot of them and it's harder to analyze these players in these situations that's why they are in these positions they are that's why we say get running backs early there's so many committees in here. There's so many players coming back from injury, maybe or an older player, bad situations. It's just so much to not really know. And this is, I mean, you're going to get a breakout from this group, though. You're going to get a couple breakouts from this group. It's going to change your season, probably. Just trying to pick which one it is is tough. So we're going to try to give you know our best guesses for that. Before we get into the episode, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We are on Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. We'll get all these rankings up there for you guys to check out. We have both my ranks and Jeff's ranks. You can compare them. Maybe you like one of ours better. Let's see, you can tell us that too. Let us know <laughs> who's an idiot and who's not. Jeff's been calling it a few times. I still have not. So that's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> my favorite comment so far. <laughs> And also, you can email us, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Get your questions in. We'll do a mailbag episode next week. You know, getting gearing you up for your drafts. If you have any keeper questions, you know, anything like that. We're going to start off the list here with some exciting players. Number 21, Spencer Ware. My number 20th player, your number 20th player. But he happens to fall to 21 when we do our consensus. And we've talked about Spencer Ware. And I've actually, we this came up in a league we're in. We were offered Spencer Ware in a trade, and we were both we just like, eh, don't want it. But then you really start to think about Spencer Ware. He, I mean, he is the starting running back as of right now, but it's just he didn't. He started last year so well, and then he just became kind of an afterthought. Where I didn't, we didn't talk about Spencer Ware very much. He just was, he didn't do much. He was just kind of there. And I think Kansas City kind of felt the same way. Obviously, they went and drafted Hunt. Not early, not you know, first, second round early, but they still drafted a running back. You get guy in like the third round today, it's kind of more of a first, second round way they used to draft, you know. They don't draft quite as early sometimes. But I mean, I'm just I'm not excited about Spencer Ware. But he's still he's I guess this is where he should be. He's kind of a running back back end running back two, more of a flex. If he is the starter, we we might even be low on him. Maybe he should go ahead of a couple guys, but I don't even think – I don't see any situation where Spencer Ware is getting the majority – like not majority. He'll get majority maybe, but a huge number of the carries. Hunt is going to take some carries. That's just how I see it. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, I, it is. It's, it's hard to get excited about the guy. Um, I believe he was like 16th last year yeah. in running backs. And, and that's with injuries and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and I don't see that improving at all. He had 214 rushes, and I once again, I think that could go down. Um, even with that, Charkandrick West had uh, almost 90 carries. Um, the only thing that really kind of saves him is the fact that um, he had a good amount of yardage receiving for only 33 receptions. He had 450 yards receiving and uh, two touchdowns with that. Um, 
you know, the red flags against him are he has a very filled backfield now. Not only do you have Chark Hendricks West, who took 90 carries from you last year, but you have Kareem Hunt, which we both believe is going to be in the mix heavy. And then you also have a sneaky one in C.J. Spiller. I realize that he's been banged up and just completely useless on other teams in the past couple of years. But once again, if he gets involved just in the passing offense, that takes off uh, that that huge highlighted silver lining for where that I just talked about. Yeah. And the guy doesn't score a lot of touchdowns either. I mean, six was the most, and that was two years ago. He had three last year with um, the most carries he's ever had. So um, there's a lot of red flags with him for me. But as long as he stays there, um, it, I, I can't drop him too far. Yeah. So it's just really muddy backfield. Right this now. is this is a candidate to move down our ranks when we when we opted him before the season. This is one situation where actually a lot of these situations preseason is going to do a lot, and it's not even necessarily going to be what we see from Spencer Ware completely. It's going to be how does Cream Hunt look? Yeah, that's what a lot. It's going to be more what does Cream Hunt look like rather than what Spencer Ware looks like. I think we know what Spencer Ware is, and if he plays, he'll be a certain player, and we know that. It's really is Cream Hunt. Is Cream Hunt something? We just don't. Third-round picks, you don't know. He could be. He could be. He might not be. He's from a small school. We'll see when preseason starts. This is one to really watch, though, because if Cream Hunt looks great, he's going to jump up where he's going to go down, and that's how we're going to update it. We'll let you guys know. But as of, as of today, when Spencer Ware is a starter, he's 21st-ranked running back for us. 22nd is Mark Ingram. My 18th. Your 23rd. Again, another could-be committee. We don't. Quite no. It could be a three-headed committee. Yeah. What a talented backfield, though. I mean, this is uh, good for the Saints, but bad for fantasy owners because, my God, you have Mark Ingram, who had a wonderful year last year. I can't remember what he was, but he was in the top, what, 12? What was he? He was number 10. Yeah, he's So he was in the top 10. And now you add AP, who I assume still has uh, gas left in the tank, who could be the number one running back there. If Peterson is like one of these biggest – I mean, it's Peterson and Jamal Charles for me are the biggest ifs out there. If they are anything like they were before, they are going to be great. Oh, man. They they could just be – if Adrian Peterson is Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram is not going to matter because – I don't think Sean Payton likes Mark Ingram anyway, honestly. I mean, he didn't seem to. Ingram just kind of made it so he had to play him. All of a sudden, Ingram became pretty good last year again. But there's something I feel like Sean Payton, maybe there's just some stupid narrative that's not true, but it seems like Sean Payton doesn't necessarily love. I mean, he, he signed Adrian Peterson and drafted Alvin Kamara. I mean, does he really love Mark Ingram? Right. You know, but Peterson could be. We'll talk about Peterson in a minute, but he, he could be there, and that could drop Ingram for us, but. Or Ingram could get all the work, and he's actually should be ranked. If we knew Mark Ingram was going to be the starter completely, and Peterson wasn't there, he's a top fifteen guy for me, oh, yeah, closer I mean, to ten. Oh, I mean, I think, a, I think he'd be a top guy for me because I think I would I'd feel more comfortable with him than Gurley and Fournette. Oh yeah, I mean, just his numbers alone, right? So he was a top ten guy. Yep. So overall, he had ten touchdowns between receiving and rushing. He had a thousand yards rushing, and then he had another uh, 300 yards receiving, right? Yep. And if you're on a PPR, he also that was off of 46 receptions. So that's not bad for a guy that you don't think about catching the ball a lot. And he only had 205 rushing attempts. Yep. So there is a lot. There would have been a lot of room for improvement, even even on a Sean Payton offense. Yep. Now you throw AP in there, and AP when he's healthy usually gets over 300 carries. And then you throw Alvin Kamara in there, which He's obviously not going to get a ton of work because of who's ahead of him. But, I mean, he should definitely 
figure in somehow, right? Yep. So, I mean, is Champagne really going to pass less? Mm, probably not. Yeah, I doubt that. So, something's got to give. So, um, that's why Ingram fell so drastically because it's it's got to take some of his, his value yeah. away. The biggest thing for this situation, Mark Ingram, is going to be seeing Peterson in preseason to me and see how good he is and yeah. if he's back. And who knows? Maybe one of these yep. guys will go down, uh, heaven forbid. But, I mean, all of a sudden those guys would skyrocket. Yep. Number 23 is Amir Abdullah, your 22nd player, my 26th player. And with Abdullah, it's not really a question about talent. It's a question about injury and staying on the field. If, it, yep. if he stays on the field and he stays healthy and he's gets, he's not going to be getting the carries like these top, top guys do. And Riddick's still going to get some work. But Abdullah could be top 15 guy, I, I really believe. It's just – He's not shown it yet, so it's hard to put him up there. But I think he has actually, out of some of these players down here, he has more of a sure thing role than them. It's just, you know, is he going to be healthy enough to do it? Is that, I mean, Theo Riddick's a different player than Abdullah. And they have some of the same similarities. They both catch the ball, but Abdullah is more of, he's going to be the every down guy. And his real competition is Zach Center and Dwayne Washington or whatever. Those guys aren't going to take away kids. They, they, Zender's okay. Maybe he'll get some goal line work. But Abdullah has a chance to be really, really good. And this is his year to show it. I think I I, I kind of like it. I still don't. But the thing is, when I get into drafts, I don't feel comfortable with it. That's my what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, Once again, I, I totally agree with you. I, I don't even have a lot to add to that. Nice. The guy's a, a huge upside play. Yep. Um, and he does have that, that injury. You have to think. Um, you have to worry about that a bit. Um and it's kind of funny because he never really had injury concerns, and then he hit the NFL, and he's a smaller, you know, back. Yep. Um, but if he if he can stay healthy, they pass a lot. And you look at Theoretic, yeah. who you talk about. I mean, the last two years, uh, I mean, last year he had 53 receptions out of the backfield, and the year before that he had 80, 80 receptions. <laughs> so, I mean, the, he has all the work in the world that, that he can uh, go for if Abdullah can stay healthy. I mean, yeah. he could get – Possibly 200 rushes. I, I doubt they would probably use him quite that much, but I bet that's high a, 100s. That's about the mark. I yeah. would, that's what I would think. Oh, so, you know, if you use him 180, say, rushing, yeah. and then all of a sudden in the receiving area, you could easily go to 60 right away. Yeah. And, yeah, Riddick got all those catches, too. Like these last, was, Abdullah wasn't there to do it. Like, yeah. Riddick's going to be okay. He's going to be good. But there's a reason he got so many is they didn't have Abdullah there. I just, Abdullah has a lot of potential. I this is what I'm really looking. Abdullah's wowed us in the preseason before, though. I mean, we've talked about this on a podcast episode. Yep. How we got into a bidding war for Abdullah as a rookie year. Basically, probably off one run in preseason. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. We tell people not to, like, get too crazy about this. Stuff. And, yeah, man. I, what, okay. Again, actually, that will show running back scarcity. reason we got into a bidding war, there was no running backs left. Yeah, and we were, we were trying to take, okay, who has upside? You know, kind of a thing. Like get the running backs early and you don't get into a bidding war for a guy who hasn't done anything. Don't be stupid. That's basically it. Yep. Abdullah could be that, but he better be nothing more than your third. Third's probably okay. I mean, again, I always say that. Fourth is great. If you're in a you can you can make these things work if you're smart about building your team, where you can get guys like this as your fourth running back instead of your third. Basically, if you wait on quarterback, wait on tight end. So yeah. that's kind of how that ends up working. But he has a lot, a lot of upside with Amir Abdullah. And I think he has the talent to do it. It just will he? Yeah, I, you know, I think he. I, I, I have a good feeling about it. I really do. Maybe that's a Lions fan in me. We haven't 
talked about that too much lately. Yeah, we are both Lions fans here, so maybe. Yeah, fan might be a loose word. But <laughs> yeah, we watch the Lions because they're the, our, the team that is local to us. I'm a Lions sufferer. Really. They are on the TV on Sunday. But, yeah, he, he's an incredible talent. And, I mean, I, I that's just, just the thing, and you're only hearing good things yeah, about him. And once yeah. again, we usually say throw that away. But it's not like these guys behind him are household names no, either. No, no, I mean, Theo Riddick and who, Zach Zenner. Six and, I mean, yeah. and they used all of them. That's a great part. It's not yeah. like they were shying away from anyone. And if, even, if you're producing, they will play. They've improved their offensive line from last year. You know, it's and Stafford's a good quarterback. I, there's there's definitely potential here. It just I wouldn't mind get if I mean if I have a chance to get him as my fourth running back. I am doing it every single time. Um, third, probably still be okay with it. I think there's out of these running backs in here, he has some of the best potential. There's a couple other guys that do have good potential too, but he's up there. I believe. Yep. And you could match him up too. If you, if you did wait and then you have Abdullah as your third running back, if you match him up with someone else that has high upside, um, you know, hopefully one of them will pan out. All right. Number 24 is Mike Gillisley. He's your 24th, my 25th. This is a very much a situational type thing. And it's basically hoping he, jumps into the LeGarrette Bluntloaf role from last year, 18 touchdowns. Will he be that? Possibly, but there is nothing to say for sure. As of, So as of now, he's there. We kind of think he will jump into that position a little bit. But there is still Rex Burkhead concerns back there. Not worried about James White and Deion Lewis. And those guys are their different player. Rex Burkhead, maybe... Maybe you don't know. It, it wouldn't shock me if Rex Burkhead started the year as their number one back, just for the way you know the Patriots work. They signed Burkhead before they signed Gillisley, so it could happen. Gillisley, if you look at his, his numbers over the last couple of years, I mean he's been what his career is five point seven, five point six yards per carry, pretty pretty solid. He's rushed for eleven touchdowns, and that's in only one hundred and fifty four carries. In 11 touchdowns and 5.6 yards. But it's enough carries where the yards were carries still up there. The detractors will say that when he came into the game, it was more situational a lot of times. They maybe didn't stack the box against him like they did McCoy. But, I mean, they used him a lot. He also ran on the goal line, though. It would drop his yards per carry. So it's just... Yeah, no, when you, you really didn't stack the box against Brady. When you're that high, yards per carry-wise, over 150 carries, that's where it really starts to matter. I don't necessarily, yeah, yards per carry can be a flawed stat sometimes, but not, I don't feel like it's a flawed stat on the high end necessarily. It's a flawed stat maybe on the low end, like when you talk about, talk about Melvin Gordon in losing, you know, one yard touchdowns all the time, that drops you down. Mm-hmm. When it's that high, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it might be, there might be a couple of long runs in there. I don't have his, all that in front of me, but it could be a couple of long runs that really boosts that. And actually, you know, his, his long last year was 44, which is good, but that's not enough to jump, make a yards per carry out of control. Right. And so, he had, I mean, he had 101, you know, yeah. carries last year. So yeah. it, I think it's a significant number and he had eight touchdowns to go with that. And that's the, that's the one that everyone's going to look at, right? Because yeah. it's, his does that translate to Blunt, where he can get that ridiculous TD amount, which is why it pole vaulted yep. Blunt into the top 10. Um, could he? Yeah, I think he'll get first crack at it. This is why yes. he's he's this high for me. But we've seen him many times. He fumbles twice. Yeah. Rex Burkhead was yeah. also very, very efficient last year. Yep. So they couldn't easily bring him in. So it's going to be, can he be the guy that we think he is the entire year? Yep. In in one year of 
Belichick using basically one back in that role doesn't make me believe that Belichick will only use one back in that role. It's not enough. Of, there's there could, there's not enough of any kind of sample size from Bill Belichick that I would believe in, except for Tom Brady being a good quarterback. That's the only – I don't know because he could change on a whim. He might change on – you never know with him. I If Gillisley ends the year with 200 carries, he will be a very good value here. It's just – it's hard to say that that's what's going to happen. And I've started, I've seen Gillisley get overdrafted a lot. His ADP is not bad right now, but I've seen him get drafted higher than that. He's, he's ADP is about where we have him, but. Yeah. And it's where you, I kind of understand where people are going with this, right? If you're, if you're going to worry about someone, you might as well go someone with huge TD upside and you're kind of going lightning in a bottle. Yep. Um, with all the people they brought on, you know, in the, in the off season with, especially at the running back position. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still very, very hesitant. Yeah, and that's, I don't like to take too much, I don't like to get risk in the Patriots running backs. Yeah. It's just an, it's an iffy situation. You I've never been, yeah, I've never been a fan. It's tough. Number 25, this is probably the player we have the biggest discrepancy on, and it's Delvin Cook, my 19th player, your 31st player. Okay, I'll tell you why. I have 19, that's probably because that's the more, that's the bigger, maybe, I don't even know if that's the bigger outlier anymore. I want to pull this up before we, before I say anything, because I think Delvin Cook's moved up. He's okay, 24th consensus right now. Mm-hmm. So he ends up being 25th for us. So consensus-wise, he ended up being in the middle. Okay. We worked it out. I'm low on him. You're high. I guess this is more of a situation where I don't know when Latavius Murray's coming back, and that's how I have this rank based. If Latavius Murray isn't ready to go, Delvin Cook is going to get majority of the work. Jarek McKinnon, I think he's had his shot. I don't. I think we know what Jarek McKinnon is, and it's just it's a serviceable NFL running back, but nothing more than that. Delvin Cook could be a lot more than that. Could be something special. So it's, again, it's, it's a, I rank him like as 19th based on the fact that I don't like the running backs this year. Mm-hmm. And I might want to take a bigger chance on a guy who could become a top 10 back. There's not many, to, there's not many other options around him that I feel like could become 10, top 10 backs. That's more, I think where the rank ends up being. It's not, and it, if if we find out Murray's back and it's before the season, there's more of a if it's a split, he's going to drop. That's where I got him. That's yeah, man. Um, you pretty much rank. I say you pretty much yeah, almost rank. Pretty it, much the opposite, right? Like <laughs> so you, if, you're ranking it as in yeah, let's say Miss Murray is going to be yeah. somewhat back. And uh, yeah. the other big knock against him is just um, I, I don't know if they've done enough to really uh, address that line. And last year, whether or not you liked McKinnon and or Asiata, I mean, I realize it was kind of a ragtag bunch after yeah. AP went down. But, I mean, McKinnon, the years before, you know, averaged 4.8 yards of carry and then 5.2. And those are both limited. It was 113 rushes and then 52. And then he had 159 and only got 3.4. I mean, their line really was that bad. It was, I mean, it's also built so Bradford can get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. Um, I don't, I think Delvin Cook is a very talented guy. I think this might have been one of the worst situations he could go to for the first couple years of his career. Yeah, I um, hope that line's improved. I just don't know if it has either. Yeah, but. and I don't think uh, you know. I don't think Jarek McKinnon was like a great running back. No, but, but he was yeah, athletic yeah. enough to you know to get away from some people, find a hole, and definitely shouldn't have struggled with quite that much. Yeah. So that's why I worry. And if he's getting pounded just constantly, you know, I, I just think it's a, a quick way for a rookie to lose confidence and and all of a sudden try to run outside every time. Yep. All right, number twenty six. Complete opposite end of the spectrum in age. It's Frank Gore. My 29th, your 26th. I've been dropping Frank Gore down the ranks here. He's still a safe option, I believe. He's still going to get you eight points, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just not excited. So there's other guys. I, I'm going to take a Dalvin Cook maybe or even a, 
I don't know, a Doug Martin look at those kind of guys. Just because I feel like there is a bigger upside. Frank Gore's fine, though, as like your third running back because you know he will get those points. It's right. just he's not exciting. I get, you know, it's just he's there. This is probably – we're similar. This is kind of where he should be. I think he has one more year in him. He just he's been he's been steady. He's been consistent. He's gonna probably he's not gonna win you a championship, but he'll keep your team steady enough to help you. Even if, if your top guys have a down week, Frank Gore is still probably gonna get you enough to keep you in games, kind of a thing. Yeah, that's kind of what you look at him as. But the problem is he's probably not gonna start a lot, even if you get him on your team. Because I feel like a lot of times I mean, people are gonna start a, at a flex. People are gonna start a wide receiver at a flex over a Frank Gore. I mean, you say that. I, I think you it, know. it depends on the makeup of your team. I think he's a very uh, situational pick. Yeah. But I mean, even last year, you know, as much as we. I mean, yes, at some point he's got to fall off, right? So I, I think it's safer to hedge your bets on this is going to be the year. But last year he was 12th overall in running back. Yeah, he's been I there mean, every he's year. He's just yeah, consistent. He and so if you do have him and you have some riskier picks as far as uh, talent or situation goes, not age, mm-hmm. um, you know that he's going to get uh, 250 carries and he's you know probably going to get five touchdowns. <laughs> it's nothing sexy about the pick, but it, it is helpful depending on your team and makeup. this is where – in the pre in the off season, you look at Frank Gore's numbers. You talk, you know, he's a pretty safe option. We really should talk about him more. When you get closer to the season, you're like, I don't know if I want Frank Gore. Just boring to me. Doesn't have that huge upside. But maybe you should. You know, it's just kind of. Yeah. I want him as my fourth running back. That's a good option. Maybe not a fifth. Get him as your fourth with one a rookie like a P Ryan or a Hunt as your fifth. That's a good trade off right there. Right. Number twenty seven is Doug Martin. My 27th, your 29th player. If it wasn't for the suspension to be up there, but Doug Martin's such he'd a be he's like a one year on, one year off type guy. Is this is this the on year? If it's not, he's done. They're gonna get rid of him. And there's even there's this talk that hey, he has to earn his job. He's not guaranteed the job when he comes back. Yeah, of course he's not guaranteed it. That's pretty much I think a given. But if he's the best running back, he's gonna get his job back. I just hope I I'm. Of the belief that this is a Doug Martin is good year, so, but and I kind of like the value because I like getting him getting a potential top ten, top fifteen guy this this late. So, it's you're gonna have to get him. You have to wait to play him. But if he's your third or fourth, you can wait. That's pretty much it. Maybe get. I thought we could get Rogers, Jacquez Rogers to fill in for it, but now it's not here. The committee type thing going on. So who knows. Not really sure. Where's Doug? Doug Martin currently is thirty third, actually, in consensus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I and mean, just to show the yo yo he he's got going on. I mean, it's been huge for injury too, right? So, it just by games. <laughs> so his rookie year, he played all sixteen games. He was phenomenal, over fourteen hundred yards with eleven TDs. It was it was great, and he had four hundred and seventy two yards receiving. So he was he was a, a monster. Next year, I think he gets hurt six games only. Um, so obviously that kind of wipes out the entire year almost. Uh, the next year, uh, 11 games. Um, and this time he only averaged 3.7 yards a clip, uh, 500 yards rushing, really nothing special. Didn't look good. Then the next year he comes back after the, the talks about how he's going to be, you know, excommunicated <laughs> from the NFL pretty much. Plays all 16 games and all of a sudden he's phenomenal again. 1,400 yards, 4.9 <laughs> yards a clip, 271 yards receiving. And then the following year only plays eight games. And the worst, like, 2.9 yards a clip, I mean, which is just abysmal. Um, I, I don't even know what accounted for that, but I, you're thinking that he was injured, obviously banged up and all that, all of the above. Um, 
So, yeah, this guy does come with a lot of baggage, a lot of risk. Yep. But, um, man, on a team that looks like they're really uh, going to be a, better in the passing game, um, if this guy, especially, you know, he's can't get hurt in the first few weeks, so that's good. Um, I, I think he could be very, very deadly. So he's yep. he's boom or bust for a year. Yep. Yeah, that's why I kind of almost like the fact that he's suspended because you don't have to draft him as a top, or a top guy up there. Exactly. There's a lot less risk with him now being down here because – yeah, we have him as the 27th ranked, but he's ranked 33rd consensus. But he's the crazy thing is ADP wise, he's 21 first. Really? Yeah, it's just it's all okay. Over. That's, that's we'll crazy. see how that changes as more drafts happen. But he's he's all over the board. Well, that's hard to believe because I feel like a lot of them that we've done, yeah. we've gotten him yeah. as our our fourth, fifth yeah. running back. It's I think it's I think people have jumped back on the Martin bandwagon, but we'll see how that goes yeah. as it go on. Number 28, Adrian Peterson, my 24th way up there you're 34th this is kind of a wait and see we talked about it a little bit ago but it's a wait and see i want to see what he looks like in training camp preseason see if he actually gets a lot of work what kind of player he is he has huge potential if he's adrian peterson obviously to be way up there so this could change this is one it's more of a it's a placeholder rank i guess in a way wait and see what he is and i don't i don't know i don't have much more to add about that if he's adrian peterson he's going to be great no one knows no one can say for sure we're ranking him as he's just going to be Okay, but I mean, it's Adrian Peterson. This guy could be amazing. I'm just gonna wait and see. I don't have much more to add. Wait, hear what's going on. Yeah, and so. and, and if you want to hear more about him, <laughs> check out the part one of the running back situation. We do talk about him, Mark Ingram, and Elvin Kamara yeah, a lot we'll more talk in detail. About these guys. Number twenty nine is Danny Woodhead. My thirty third. You're twenty fifth. You've jumped him way up with the Kenneth Dixon's out news. Yeah. And you've already – and a PPR is even probably higher. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just a lot – it's one of those situations where you, you start looking for more of a, a sure thing, and it's really hard when you talk about a smaller running back that catches a lot of balls and is 32 years old. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a sure thing at all. <laughs> but this offense throws a lot of balls, and they don't necessarily throw them down the field. Yep. Um, Dixon is hurt, so it's him and Terrence West. Yeah, That's it. It's it. It's Terrence West, and uh, we'll talk about Terrence West in a little bit here. But – Actually, we'll talk about Terrence West now. We can just skip him. This is a good situation. Terrence West comes in as our 35th. So we have Woodhead 29th, West 35th. I think that's probably about right. Terrence West is just kind of – he's – again, we have a lot of these guys in here. They're just okay. They're nothing exciting. We know what Terrence West is. And he he's, he's one of the many running backs that could probably fill that position and be the same. You know, yep. you, you, know you could throw a lot of guys in there. Yep. And he's going to get opportunity – but he's still, he's not, I don't think he's good enough. Some players, they get the opportunity, but opportunity is not everything. You have to have some more to back it up. And he's he's okay, but he's not going to win you anything. And I hope if, he, if his rank increases too much, he's going to be, that's not going to be good. Danny Woodhead, on the other hand, I think, has this interesting potential. You don't really know where he could go. Yeah. Could be a lot more there. That's the thing. I think there's more potential with Woodhead to really jump up if he's catching a lot of balls. It's not even if he's catching a lot of balls. If his in carries increase, that's the interesting thing here to see. What I mean, you kind of at this point would expect maybe a hundred carries, kind of a thing. If it's more than that, it could be interesting. It's not going to be two hundred. I'm not saying that, but if he gets 120 carries or something, or yeah. up to 150 craziness, there's something. I don't think he necessarily will, but you just you don't know right now how they're going to use it. Uh, that's that's another. Watch the preseason, watch training camp. That's why we're doing this before, and they'll change as we see. We can't just stay stagnant on these ranks because I want to see how they use Woodhead. But it's it. It's Woodhead and West. 
And Danny Woodhead's the more interesting player, the better player, I feel like, the more dynamic player. So I think it's better for the Baltimore offense, yeah. too. Cause, and to put into context, he went over 100 uh, rushes one time in his career. Yeah, see, see, I, I, and it was only 106. Yeah, and that's kind of where I think it could be. But this situation now, I feel like it's well, – why can't it be more than that? Yeah, so, exactly. And it We could just be. don't know. We just don't know. So if he, t- if he gets that and you assume he gets yeah. anywhere from – you know, hopefully he does get closer to 100 this time. Yeah. Um, the receiving is where he really shines. And two out of the last four years because of injury. So the two years he actually stayed healthy. Um, he had 76 receptions and then 81. Yep. So as you can see, and he has six TDs um, from receiving both of those years. So as you can see how quickly he can get up to possibly 10 touchdowns. Um, yeah. You pair that, you know I mean, over like 1,200 yards pretty easily if he stays healthy um, between the two. And um, not to mention, once again, if you are, P- you know, PPR, um, man, uh, that is a running back that really makes up the difference for the rushes because he catches so many balls. Yep. And uh, he's a very, very uh, sneaky play. And now that he has less less people taking away his touches in the backfield. Yeah, we had not talked about Danny Woodhead much until we did our players. We haven't talked about episode a couple weeks ago. And, and now we can't stop. <laughs> and it's just he has been. Everyone's talking about this situation now. And actually, the next guy, Paul Perkins, is our 30th guy. He was another player we hadn't talked about very much. And he is 28th for me and 30th for you. And then, actually, we got a question about him on yesterday's mailbag. We didn't really answer it well because we had news coming up today. Paul Perkins, again, I can say this again, is just, oh, man, I don't He's He didn't do much last year, so there's nothing to go off of. I think I made this comparison where in, on the episode, the players we haven't talked about episode, that, yeah, may, there is a scenario in my mind where you looked at um, Devontae Freeman's rookie year. Mm-hmm. He had it, he was worse than Paul Bergens, and all of a sudden he got the opportunity to jump up. Yeah, I mean, yes, there is that chance. I don't – I mean, we wouldn't have thought Freeman was going to do it, so it's hard to see that. No one sees this. There's not somebody out there that just, okay, no, Paul Bergens is this elite talent guy. No, he's. I don't think he is. It's it just he has this, he has an opportunity on a eh, good offense I'd say I think the Giants have a good offense with the, that passing attack I think a decent offense a yeah. better than average offense yeah. not spectacular but should be better than average and he should get the opportunity but he didn't he wasn't great last year he didn't you know didn't do anything special he's just he has the, he has the chance here they don't have Rashad Jennings behind him anymore Shane Vereen's still around they drafted Wayne Gallman. Who knows? Maybe Wayne Gallman something. We we don't know that either. So this is another guy. You're drafting these guys on here because you don't you don't know what they're gonna do. But I guess a good thing about it is he's a young guy who should have the bulk of the carries. So they got that going for you. He's a good. He's a great fourth running back, third running back flex. Not sold on it because he could be a guy who's getting you five six points. We haven't seen much. Again, I, I hate sound like a broken record. You're talking this. It's wait and see in the preseason training camp. But that's what these guys are down here. These, there's a lot of times training camp and preseason doesn't matter much, but for these type of players, it can show you a lot. You can. I remember a couple of years ago in training camp, Mark Ingram all of a sudden looked great. This was he. Well, had a few years where he was just kind of, eh, not mm-hmm. very good. In one training camp, we're just kind of he's looking really good. You try not to read too much into it. It was training camp, but that was the year he really had a great season. So it can it can make a difference. So just kind of watch it. I mean, I don't know. Do you have a strong opinion on Paul Perkins? I really I, don't. I don't think you can. I mean. I, my 
from the limited amount that you've seen him, he he looks pretty pedestrian. To yeah, me. that's that's how I see. You it, know, yeah. even his numbers resemble the same. I mean, he had a hundred and say a hundred and thirty. He might have had a little less. One hundred and thirty touches overall, and he had zero touchdowns, and he averaged four point four, four point two, four. I think four about four yards a, a carry. Um, you know, and he played the majority of the year. I, I I have him ranked. This is this is where I have him ranked because I think I don't see anyone else on that team that can really challenge him for yeah. the carries. So if he's going to get the bulk of the carries, he's going to put up some decent numbers. And so the the situation is that he's in. That's why he's earned this spot. Um, he's my so technically he would be uh, back end number three running back for me. Yeah. Um, would that make me happy? Not necessarily, but I think he would probably be a safe play as long as he keeps that yeah. pos- it, his spot on the team. But you never know what's going to happen with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as someone else can jump up. They still have Dark. Was it Darkwa? Or- Orleans Darkwa. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they also had Vereen, who uh, scares me a little bit because he some he stole you know receptions in the past. Maybe he does that same thing to uh, you know Paul Perkins here, but. Um, Nothing to get excited about, but I think in that position he'll get enough to make up for the for the maybe the lack of what I I see as a feature back talent. Yeah, it's, he's just a guy. I think he's a guy who right he, you, runs the ball. You can put him. You can I'm telling you this is the type of player that you can put a bunch of guys in his situation, and they would do. He would. He would. They would do exactly what Paul Perkins did last year. And so how do you how do you differentiate these guys? It's yeah. really tough. It's like he has an opportunity, so we'll see. And he is a young guy, like you pointed out. Maybe. 31 is Tevin Coleman, my 38th year, 28th. Yep. And we've talked about Coleman in the past, and this is, I think, is a good spot for him. He's going to, he's probably the best running back, too. They'll be out there. We have a couple, there's only what? The only situation I think we have ranked where there's two running backs ahead of him, the same team, are are probably the Peterson Ingram situation, which is just different because. That's more of a we don't really know, but right, we're hedging Col- our best. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a different Coleman. We I think we kind of know what he's going to be. We actually have him a little bit lower than uh, the consensus rank, which puts him at twenty sixth. But ADP puts him at twenty two, which to me that's high, right? That's yeah, that seems a little a bit... reaching. I don't see with Coleman. This is what I, I look <laughs> at what I'm going to be in a draft, and I don't feel comfortable with Coleman necessarily. I. He's a backup running back who's going to get a lot more work than a normal one, but he's still the he's still the second option at running back. So it's kind of an iffy thing. If you're a Freeman owner, I think you you got to get Coleman. See, that's a difficult it, it part too. It's tough to do it. It's tough exactly because you have to use a, a relatively yes, good pick to get him. Tough, so but it's like maybe you don't have to get him. It's nice to have him. You could play both of them too. You could. That, this is a situation yep. where if I have both of them in my starting lineup. I wouldn't worry that much. But that's why, again, I put Coleman here. He has to be ranked around where we have him. But, man, it's just something. It's, it's not a situation I feel comfortable with. Yes, I know that's where he should be, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. And, and last year, I'm not, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> last year, he ranked 18th uh, for yeah. running backs. And um, can they repeat the offensive, unbelievable powerhouse that they were? Maybe. Yeah, there's a, a possibility. I think but you don't be, know how many touches he will get, it, and that's what's scary. It will go down a little bit. I can't remember. Wish I can't credit it because I can't remember what I was listening to. It was a podcast I actually was listening to. They brought up, shoot, might have been fantasy footballers. I'll just say it. Yeah, I think that was them. They brought up some stats about and like offenses that had over 500 points. I believe was the stat one year. What was you know there was not many teams that have done this. What the Falcons did last year. Yeah. Every single one of them dropped like another hundred points the next year. Every single team that's done this. I mean, there's Patriots and all these other teams. Packers. 
are the Falcons some team that the Falcons aren't? They're they're gonna have a they're gonna have a regression here. They're gonna drop. So I think Coleman could be a, somebody who drops because of that. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling because it's weird when you look at that. This is the Falcons situation. Last year they were amazing. Their offense is amazing, and Freeman was good and Julio was good and Coleman was better. Look at two years ago. Wasn't Freeman like the number one running back? Julio is about the number one receiver, one of the top. The, Freeman and Julio had her years the year before they became amazing. So Coleman was the one who got the boost last year. Mm-hmm. So if they drop back down, is Coleman the one who's left out? It, it's a real you know concern. I mean? Freeman and Julio were, were even better the year before. So yeah. it's kind of like if if there's a regression, I feel like Coleman's the player. He's, he's got, the first one to get He's hit. the one who gets left out of it. Yeah, and, and I do worry about that because I, last year he was very – in the limited amount of touches he had, he had about 115, 120 rushes and um, 30, I think, uh, 30, oh, wow, 31 receive uh, receptions, and he ended up with 11 touchdowns. Yep. So he was in that aspect, he he outperformed. Um, you just don't know how how many more touches can this guy get because obviously they would love to get him the ball, but they also have a ton of people on that offense yep. they want to give the ball. So. Um, I love him because he's one injury away from becoming a top 10 running back. Um, on the other end, if they do go down, you know I mean? You might be overdrafting him a bit, but it's not it's not for a lack of talent. All right, coming up here now, we're going to probably group some of these players coming up in these rankings. There's a lot more committees down here and ones that we're just – we don't have a clear idea of what's going to happen yet. 32nd player is Robert Kelly, my 34th year, 27th. So we'll be talking about Robert Kelly here, and we might as well group in Samaj P. Ryan. You can't talk yep. about one without the other. P. Ryan's 38th for us. He's my 40th year, 37th. So 32nd and 38th. It seems like I've been hearing a little bit better Robert Kelly news lately. He's been better shape. You're hearing a little bit more about it. Maybe the P. Ryan stuff is slightly overblown. He's getting oh, – I, I think he has been overhyped a little bit. I liked him from the draft from the beginning, but it's a fourth-round pick. I'm just saying a guy – maybe he could jump up there. But he's still – he's a fourth-round pick. Like, yeah, And I think um, it's hard – I feel like there's a couple people that are very similar, right? And you're, you're going to always yeah. – this whole year you're going to hear Hunt and P. Ryan grouped together. Yes, um, yes. And the reason why these guys get hyped up is because you're seeing someone that can dethrone the person in front of them because they're not necessarily overwhelmingly good. Yep. Um, but these are also the guys you have to be careful at because you could be buying a ticket for someone that's not going to get any sort of legitimate playing time possibly. Yep. And that could happen with Hunt. That could happen with P. Ryan. I think mm-hmm. P. Ryan is a little safer bet to get a, um, a, a enough of a timeshare to um, right away, just yep. because I think it's really him and uh, really just him and Kelly, right? I yeah. think that's it. Yeah, Matt Jones. Should, um, Matt Jones is still there, but yeah. I don't think we expect and, and, anything. And the Matt other Jones. one, there's a few more, a few more hands in the pot. But um, yeah, I, Rob Kelly was good enough last year, but he wasn't. Getting, he wasn't dazzling. He's a guy. Another right? guy. Yeah, he exactly. is. He's, he's a just. He's an undrafted. He looks like a guy. He's just. Yeah, that's what he is. I mean, and so if. if that's the thing. If P. Ryan is anything special, he overtakes Kelly, no problem. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, is is P. Ryan something special? If he's not, he's just okay. Kelly probably gets still gets a lot, a lot of the work, but I can see it being more of a 50-50 split. And that, as of right now, we rank it as we do because Kelly is the incumbent starter coming back for another year, and we haven't seen anything from P. Ryan. So that's how we rank it. This could change big time again. 
if P. Ryan looks great in preseason, that's something to watch. Yeah, and it's always with these young guys, too. I, I feel like it usually comes down to whether or not they can pick up blitzing schemes yeah, and blocking. Yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. And you yeah. really don't find that out until later in you know preseason, things like that. So we all yep. know Rob Kelly can do that. So he's got to have the edge right now. He knows the system. Yep. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to go wild but um last year he was you know he was good enough and i think he'll get the first shot at keeping that yeah. that position all right number 33 is bylow i can't even say that guy's name ever paulo oh, oh. he's 33rd and might as well talk about forte mm-hmm. is 39th so paulo is 35th for me and 32nd for you and forte is 37th for me and 41st for you so you're a little bit if you look at the splits you're a little bit higher on paulo over forte i'm very close on the two mm-hmm. and i mean I can see that. Powell seemed to be like he was getting more of the work as the year went on. But Forte is still going to be there. Even if – I never see this being a situation – this is never going to be a situation where one is over the other by a long shot unless there's injuries involved. So that's why we're ranking it like we did. I think you were probably higher on Powell at one point than you are now even. it's just I was, but once again, you know, because what you just said uh, – Forte, I'm I'm kind of if I was going towards yeah. someone that's the year they finally fall off on a bad offense, yeah. you're an older back, what 32. I feel like this is the year you're just like it's not worth it on my body. Um, so I was leaning towards Bilal, but at the same time, Forte's always had a knack for being usable. I mean, yeah. he's always been. I mean, until this point, he's been extremely good running back. And Powell, if he was a couple years younger, I'd be like, of course he's going to be the guy. Yeah. But he's Everyone, not. He's 29 years old. Everyone like, always thinks he's an extremely yeah, young guy, but he's been around. He's he's not in the future plans of the Jets either here. No, and the Jets had him the whole time, too. So they could have been playing him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like there's something keeping them back. Um, but in, in stretches, he looked very good last year. But, you know... You know, 131 rushes, he averaged 5.5. That's kind of where, you know, that's why he looked so good. His yards per clip was really nice. If, but he only three TDs, and then he had another two. And um, it's not like – and let's be honest, they, they don't really have a great passing offense. So how easy is it going to be for people to stack the box? This is where it comes down to. So I, I don't think either of them are going to be very good. And I think Forte with his age is um, even more so not – going to be able to take the pounding that those running backs are well, going to take. If the Jets just really want to be terrible and go young, they should just use their sixth rounder. It's Elijah McGuire. Maybe he'll be on our super deep sleepers episode coming up at some point. Let's talk about him. Mm-hmm. He, maybe I would just use him. If you, if you want to be terrible anyway, just yeah, find go, out. Go, go to the rookie. All right, where are we at? 34, Jonathan Stewart. My 31st, your 36th. Even if he gets the first down, second down work, I don't see much happening with him. I just don't. He can't stay healthy. And at best, he's going to be touchdown dependent this year. And I don't even know. He, I'm not I'm not very excited about it. Yes, I think he will still be useful. But I think we both – I mean, I had McCaffrey ranked lower. But I think McCaffrey's just going to be so much better. And it, if anything – What's going to happen with Stewart is he's going to probably start the year stronger and tail off. And they'll use the rookie more and that kind of thing. That's how I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. And if he if that happens, is he very is he useful to you? It's just you're not – because you're probably not going to play him at the beginning of the year when he's still doing something decent. By the time you're ready, okay, Stewart's doing okay. I think he's going to tail off. That's just how I see it happening. Maybe it won't, but I'm probably not spending a pick on him. The, yeah, the only thing I th- – the way I looked at it, the only thing that could be a saving grace, 
is the fact if you know McCaffrey's getting all these other carries and touches, they kind of save Stewart, so maybe he stays healthy, and all of a sudden he's he is a goal line back, so he could still stay up. And last year he had nine touchdowns on a very very bad offense. If they try to scale Cam back, and if they don't give McCaffrey a lot of red zone work, um, he could be kind of a vulture and then possibly useful in that way. Yep. But other than that, I, I completely yeah, just, agree with just, you. I mean, at this point, I'd rather have some of these rookies, even if I don't necessarily rank it yet that way. I think when it comes down to a draft, depending on my how my roster is coming out, I'm like, I'll take a chance on a rookie, like a P. Ryan or a Hunt maybe. Even though I don't rank it that way quite yet, I might end up seeing myself doing it that way. Hmm. And he hasn't played a full year yep. since 2011. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last three years he's missed three games you know, each time, and then before that it was way more. So, All right, 35th was Terrence West. We talked about him. 36th is LeGarrette Blunt. My 36th, <laughs> your 33rd. He has <laughs> yeah, we, just <laughs> dropped. <laughs> We completely are <laughs> why i mean we are just i honestly i think i don't think he's very good i've talked i've said this a couple times i think he's done i don't think he's very good he was all touchdown dependent on a i mean yeah he did more than just touchdowns but he was on such a good team i don't see that happening i'm just not interested i'm not like there's just nothing that makes me interested in Legarrette Blount. maybe i'll be completely wrong this could be something that i'm just look like an idiot but i actually had Legarrette Blount 20th in my ranks a couple months ago and he has just dropped for me. I don't know. I'm just. I don't. I, I don't think there's a. I don't think he's that good. No, I, I think you. I don't think too many people are even going to argue with that at this point, because um, you know it seems like that's the way everything's trending. But last year, um, he just got a buttload of carries. He had that's almost crazy. 300 rushes, um, so he had a little over 1,100 yards. But he had 18 touchdowns. I mean, he that was such an outlier. Before that, his top was seven. Yep. Um, and he doesn't really catch any balls whatsoever. He had seven receptions last year. Um, so he's a <laughs> in that you know sense he's a one trick pony, and he's going to a team that's going to score a lot less. And um, you know, and they don't. He's not going to be the only guy there. So um, if he got to 10 touchdowns, that would be that would be a good year for him. But I don't think he would be anywhere near a thousand yards even. Um, and so, actually. We didn't talk about this the other day in their little news section, but Pumphrey's been getting some more work than even Smallwood. Good, that's my my so, sleeper. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys there that could it could just be a just a big committee type thing going on there. We don't know. Yeah, and I mean, you don't, I mean, it feels like everyone's kind of holding on because they they talk about Smallwood as well. Yeah. So is he going to disappear completely? It's, it's this is this is just too many too much to go around. I think that's more of why I've dropped Blunt even more. It's not as sure of a thing. Like maybe I thought at first, it's okay. He's going to be the guy. And the more you think, I don't think he is. I just don't necessarily think that's where he's going to be. All right, number thirty-seven, Derrick Henry. He's my thirty-eighth. You're thirty-ninth. An injury to Der- Demarco Murray changes everything for Derrick Henry. That's pretty much it. He's he could be a top ten guy with an injury. I don't think he'll get that. I still think Murray's going to get the majority of the work. But we could see a we could see a shift in that where Henry's getting closer to a 50-50 split. I don't necessarily think that will happen completely, but I could see a situation where he should be more towards thirty for us. But even that that's at best because that puts him by Tevin Coleman, like that type of thing. You know, as a second running back who gets some work, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just a guy to have on your team. If you're, I think, if a Murray owner needs Henry, and that's a tough thing to do though. It's not a it's a not a cheap handcuff, but. If you want to sure that up, you have to get him. But he's a guy who he could be. He could be a, a season a championship winner for you. Derrick Henry is that yeah. guy. And 
But you can't rank him that way. You can't. It just no. You, that's ranking it, assuming that yeah. you know Demarcus going down. And right now uh, it was about, and I realize these numbers are a little rough, but uh, Demarco got about 300 carries and Henry got about 100. Yeah, and, and it that, could go to be 150 his, to 250. Yeah, and that was yeah. his rookie year too. So um, yeah. obviously he was good. Um, so I, I think it will trend his way a little more. So I think there will be weeks that he uh, is definitely playable. Um, the, the question is you're never going to know which weeks those are. Yeah. So you're definitely going to have to kind of um, f- figure that one out. You're, you're hoping that just DeMarco's not in there a few weeks and you can play him. Yep. But um, 110 carries, 490 yards with five TDs, um, you know, 13 receptions, throw it on top. Um, as far as the role he played, he was, he was impressive uh, on that Titans offense. Yep. 38, we already talked about, was P. Ryan. 39th was Forte. So our final guy is number 40. It's Kareem Hunt. We've actually we've talked about him yeah, already. His name has been brought up. He's my 41st or 38th. And again, we talked about him pretty much at the top of the show when we talk about Spencer Ware. We'll end it with the same. As of today, Spencer Ware is the starter. We have yet to see Kareem Hunt do anything in a preseason game. I don't even care what happens in training camp necessarily. I need to see it in a preseason game. We haven't seen it yet. So if we do, we will change these ranks. That's pretty much how it is. It's he has some potential there, but again, he's not. A, he's not. This isn't a first round guy. This isn't even a second round guy. He's a third round guy, which still in today's NFL, that's a decent investment for a running back. But we have to see more, and I'm not convinced that Andy Reid's going to just go away from Spencer Ware completely. So that's just he's a good lottery pick, though. <laughs> good lottery ticket down here on your team. Right, and yeah, and. And like we've been saying the entire time, uh, guys like that have the ability to really move up and down our boards very, very quickly. And, yep. you know, Hunt P. Ryan and two of those guys to move up possibly. And then obviously where and, um, yep. he, or you know, they could move down really, really quickly as well. All right. I think that ends our top 40 running back ranks. We have more we'll put up on the website and stuff. And we might next week we might talk about them a little bit if we have some, you know, spare time. But we'll get to some deeper running backs you know, in the future, maybe they'll be in some of our super deep sleepers and as stuff changes, maybe with Jamal Charles, he didn't make the top 40, but there's actually can see a situation where he should be up there, but we'll talk about them at another point, but we'll be back one more episode this week tomorrow for you guys. We'll have a little mini episode and we will talk to you guys later.